what feeds you? Is it impact? Is it maybe prestige? You like it when people are like, hey, that guy, eh? hey, that guy has money. <laughs> talk podcast it's your girl belinda here thank you for listening in to episode possible episode three i'm so excited thanks to everyone who listened to the last episode all the feedback all the thoughts and opinions were much appreciated someone told me that the topic of hookup culture became like a discussion in their office which is great you know people are talking about these things and stuff I hope everyone's like past two weeks have been good. Um, I actually thought I would have a guest on by this episode, but my week has been work, 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 work. So <laughs> yeah, it's not been, I didn't have that time. It's been a week that I've been thinking a lot about whether to continue the podcast or if I rushed into stuff so early and stuff. So today I thought we could do a discussion on this thing called career life jobs whatever you want to call it a huge part of your adulting life that no one really ever warns you like the magnitude of how much it will take up your time like it's literally like going to school but now they're paying you money and it's like they expect you to know what you're doing like you're making the right moves or what and at the end of the day you have to do it because a, life has to be lived, we need money. So I remember the first, sorry, not the first, my best quote about this whole career and job thing that I've ever read was from, again, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Guys, if you haven't read that book, please get, go and read it. Read it, buy and get the audio book. Listen to Michelle Obama read to your book. <laughs> Yeah, and in Becoming, she writes that now I think it's one of the most useless questions an adult can ask a child. What do you want to be when you grow up? As if growing up is finite. As if at some point you become something and that's the end. When I read that quote, I, I resonated with it so much because I've always been like a box ticker, right? Like, I'm those kids who... <laughs> I'm the last born and I've always performed well in class. So from a very young age, I always learned to tick boxes according to the stage of life I'm in. So when I graduated from university, I had ticked the boxes, you know, I had graduated, honors, A, I had done finance. Actually, even before doing the course that I did, which was finance, if I rewind back to high school, um, there at around, okay, originally I wanted to be a mommy. I remember everyone in my family used to tease me about that when I grew up because they would ask me, what do you want to be? I'm like, I want to be a mommy because I used to watch my mom and she was like superwoman. So like, that's what I want to be. Then school came and I was very good at like numbers. Numbers are my thing. Science. I liked books. So even like literature, the only thing that filled me was things like history. So, of course, you know, African, how it is back home in Uganda. So as soon as 
I started like performing well in all the science subjects and everything. Chemistry was my best subject. So automatically, they put it in my head that I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> so up to, I think, S4, I wanted to be a doctor. And then S4, I sort of like brought it down to pediatrician because I loved kids. So I saw there was eh intersection there. Doctor, kids, I'll be a pediatrician. Then I discovered maybe I wouldn't like to make kids cry so much and I don't like blood. So it changed. And then I was getting even better in chemistry. And I kept failing not failing but I wasn't passing biology just as much so then it turned to I want to be a uh, mm, pharmacist is it pharmacist those people who do like the drugs and stuff like that that was in S6 so by the time I did my I was supposed to choose like subjects that are supposed to impact your next part of life which is like your university course I did physics chemistry and math because those are the things I was good at and no one had ever asked me, like, what what would you like to do? I just knew I was good at them, so I was ticking boxes. So I did PCM. And then when I got out of high school to pick a course for the university, I literally sat there with, I remember, my someone in my family. And he took me through all the different courses and what I would be after that, because I literally had no idea. And my plans, you know what they say, you make plans, God will laugh at you. I was supposed to leave the country, and then I didn't. So I was doing, I was literally picking, I knew I didn't want to go to Makere University. A bitch wasn't about to sleep with, <laughs> have to beg for marks and things like that. Like, we had, we've all had the horror stories of Makere University. So I knew I was going to go to MOOBS. I just had no idea what business school, like, what the hell was in business. So we settled on finance because I was good at math. I was good at this. So I went ahead and did finance. I enjoyed it. I understood it and everything. Like, I enjoyed the classes. The things were flowing. I was like, yeah, I could actually do this even after university. <laughs> People, I get out of university after ticking boxes and things like that. And life is just, it's different. Like, you're thrown into this place where, first of all, you realize jobs are not about you passing your papers. Jobs are about networking. <laughs> As in, it's people you know that will get you jobs. So you learn that jobs are about networking. You learn that if you're navigating the career life, especially as a woman, it's also a lot of different challenges, you know? Either you have to be silent, or I remember working at a place where I was a tea girl, like... I would sit in the office and they're like, you know, you're like, you're the woman. You have to take care of us. So I did, like, it was horrible. And then every time I would go into accounts and finances, which is what I did, I felt like I was dying. No one, no adult tells you about these things that at some point having a job feels like death, like the routine is brutal. And then especially if you're seated in an office looking at numbers, doing the same routine thing, copy this, paste this here, the formula will do this. I felt like I was dying. So that's when I discovered that in when you're navigating that, you have to find out what feeds you, which ties, which ties into the... If you listen to the first episode where we talked about identity and knowing who you are and knowing um, the things that feed your soul, that helps you even in guiding, in navigating your career life. Okay, for me, it has... Because, for example, I will, if you think about it and think about it honestly, 
what feeds you? Is it impact? Is it maybe prestige? You like it when people are like, hey, that guy, eh? hey, that guy has money. <laughs> yeah, or is it like recognition? You like it when you can sit in an office and have like 30 certificates around you. Do you like, is it the money that feeds you? There are some people who just enjoy being like on top of the hierarchy and saying, look, I can do whatever I want. Be honest with yourself. And then it's not always like one thing. So for example, for me, I discovered that impact definitely has like a role to play in, in the things that feed me. So I feel good because after I quit, yeah, I quit that accounts job because I'm an Aries woman and <laughs> we like challenges. Like it's not about being comfortable and things like that. So I quit the job and then for some time I went and sat downtown and then after that, I finally got a job where I was working with a startup and it was a publishing company. I love books, so it was perfect. And I was going to do like social media and social media had always come easy to me. So it was the first, it was different. It wasn't the same thing as going to the corporation, sitting in the finance office and doing their books. This time it was I'm doing something I like. Like when we would go and talk about, we used to run like book clubs and kids books, book clubs. So when I would go, I would feel good about myself, you know. By the time you leave, you've had a conversation with people and things like that. So I had to realize that that impacts me a lot. Like impact is something that I need to probably have to feel fulfilled in my career life. But then after that, you know, the whole how startups are, I realized um a bitch needs money <laughs> because that's another thing i had to learn about myself i've set up this sort of lifestyle for myself because you have to be honest with yourself you don't have to lie to yourself and i felt like as much as the impact was was feeding me there was this thing i was missing because i didn't have money to go and eat food at the restaurant if i wanted and that's just who i was so um that's another part that i added onto my list like that means for me, probably entrepreneurship, I don't know. I have, I have to have some bit of stable income, right? So I got a job. I went back to the corporate life, not in accounts this time. I went into customer service and stuff, which was much easier than sitting down and looking at those numbers. <laughs> yeah, so learning what feeds you, like learning who you are, being honest with yourself of who you are, I think has definitely, for me personally, helped me in navigating the decisions I make about like where I'm going to do the same thing with like starting this podcast right it's like it's not my job I do have like a real another job I'm doing on the side just to get my stable income like I said <laughs> a bitch has to have money and then doing it also just for impact like it feeds me when someone listens to it and says hey you know what? I thought about this, like when you said when we said this, and then it turns into a conversation. So, learning to merge the two is the journey I'm still on because we haven't yet made it. <laughs> We're still going, but I feel like also being flexible and learning from each experience because a lot of us usually shut down experiences because it's not directly connected to the path you've pictured for yourself. So let me say I want to be an accountant. And an opportunity comes up in maybe something to do with what customer service and then you don't want to do that at all because yet that's the opportunity that has availed itself at that time. 
for me, since I like, like, I think I'm fed by challenges, I don't know. I always jump from things to things. I have walked in like five different places. I don't know why, but I get bored and then I have to move on to a new thing. But for me, each thing is an experience and it may not be the same for you. You may prefer st stability, but it still doesn't mean you, can, you can't expand your experiences. So you can have a real job, but then maybe volunteer in something that you like on the side, right? And people say like, I listen to people say they don't know what they learned from school or we will never use photosynthesis. <laughs> and I understand that, but anyone knows that school is not about learning what is photosynthesis. School is uh, social. It introduces you to living within society. It's Because when you enter school from childhood into a school setting is when you learn the popular kids and where you fit into the hierarchy and how to interact with people and things like that. So school as an experience is not about what we learn in, on the board and things like that. So it's the same thing I've taken with me in my career life that each experience actually is preparing me for something I don't even know or I may not even imagine at this time. But if it feeds my soul, and I can make time for it as I still make money because, like I said, for me also the money is an important factor. Then you find a way to grow from each ex each experience. Yeah, today I was reading on on Twitter. I've been getting into getting interested and intrigued by astrology of late, especially finding out that almost every religion has a connection to the stars and things like that. So. I've been following a lot of people who teach about astrology and things like that. And this lady was tweeting about um, feminine energy versus masculine energy, which I completely understand. So everybody is, has, a social, has a field of energy around them, and it's not necessarily that every man has masculine energy. No, we, each, each of us has both feminine energy and masculine energy, but one may be more dominant than the other, right? So feminine energy is like the feelings, emotions, thoughts, and ideas. Because we all know when you describe a woman, you're going to think women think a lot more. Like women can multitask. They, they'll think about every detail. And then they're also in touch with their feelings. That's why they're usually the nurturers in like the families and things like that. That's why it's called feminine energy. It doesn't mean that only women have it. Men as well have it. And then the masculine energy is action like because men usually just do and it's not not men but it's masculine energy so there are some women whose masculine energy is more dominant than their feminine energy and there are some men who have a dominant feminine energy maybe they're more um into like coming up with thoughts and things like that so it she was talking about how to most successful people are able to combine the two the action, so the, the feminine energy, the, femi the feminine energy which brings in the thoughts and ideas and feelings and emotions where you're like, oh my God, I have this idea, we'll do this and this, this, this. So that's your feminine energy. But if you don't have the masculine energy for you to execute that idea, you pretty much won't get anywhere. And then the reverse happens. If you have too much masculine energy, but you don't have feminine energy, you're not attached to what you're doing, you don't have emotions, so you're not 
coming up with thoughts and ideas and things like that, then you that's when you listen to a lot of these rappers talk a lot of these rappers talk about it, like J. Cole where he says where in twenty fourteen Forest Hills Driver he's singing about when you make it to the top, you don't feel good. What matters is your family. You see it with Jay-Z as well, where they exude masculine energy throughout the time they're growing, like they're going through the streets and hustling and things like that. But when they make it to the top, they don't feel fulfilled. And then they turn around and look for family. They get married, they get kids, and then they become even more successful. So I think it's like learning a balance between the two. It's the... Because Rihanna did it as well. Rihanna is very feminine, but she has a lot of masculine energy. Same as the Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian is about action, action. She has like a thousand businesses, right? But you can see she does it with, in, with her feminine energy as well. So for me, like I said, it's still a journey. Like I have no idea what I'm going to be doing next year. I'm still doing like my MBA as I work and do the radio thing and thing on the side. But it's a journey of like noticing who you are and also balancing out your energies. Do something that maybe fulfills you as well as keeps you to survive. Don't do things because everyone has said be an entrepreneur. Then you go and you're like, even me, I'm starting my own business. <laughs> Yet for you, you can't live within risk. You know, you prefer to be stable. So listen to your inner voice. Oprah talks a lot about the fact that our life speaks to us in whispers. So listen to those whispers and things like that. Otherwise, I just want to know, how do you balance out the fulfillment in your career life? Or how are you navigating the crazy twists and turns that they never told us about this part of life and how much it can drain you? Like <laughs> mental health in adulting is different because you need to make money, but then you also need to some time to yourself. So how do you balance that out, the two of... How, yeah, in short, how is your mental health going within this part of life and things like that? And how do you make the decisions about your career? Which job to take, which job to leave, if you have that opportunity anyway to leave jobs, or which path to take? Like, are you going back to school or this? What do you base your decisions on? Yeah, that's today's episode. Um, I think I was very serious on this one. <laughs> As you can tell, I've been thinking about it like the purpose of this whole podcast a lot this past week so we'll be waiting to hear from you any feedback or suggestions i do want i wanted to have like our first guest on this this episode but like i said the week has been hectic so maybe hopefully next week or at least i know it will happen by the end of this first season we now have seasons but yeah it's going to be the first five episodes and then we take a break so hopefully I'll have on my first guest by the end of that. Otherwise, follow us on social media, still on Instagram, Can We Talk Podcast. Um, I don't know if you want the conversation to continue on any other social media. Like I said, you can send in suggestions. And yeah, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts. Um, SoundCloud, you can follow us on SoundCloud. Or just Click the link on Anchor. Anchor will take you to about a thousand podcast platforms that we're available on. And share, share, begin the conversation. Yeah, that's it for this episode of Can We Talk?